Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring. Uh, we're back. Uh, uh, we've been yeah. ill. Uh, how, how are you, Jesse? You've my, been ill. My throat still hurts a little bit. I had a really bad cold. I caught off my kids because they don't care about personal space. They'll breathe in your mouth. Yeah, I, I went to see a doctor and he just kind of ranted about children being little germ disease factories for a good five minutes. We haven't got any kids, so which, children, God, no. which children did you hang out with to get sick? I, I, I'm trying to think. <laughs> just My nephews for a little bit, but that was a while ago. Hi, everyone. Hi, I'm Reese. I'm Jesse. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring. Welcome back. Oh, my throat. I can't be energetic. It hurts. That's fine. I'll, I'll do the energy. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Um, that's really so, good that's thank really, you so it's after the election yeah we sorry we we vanished because we were all just we were really run down it was intense and i was busy working doing a load of, of stuff during the election and then we were doing this election campaign but it was I'll, crazy yeah we, we're back and i wanted to say you can probably tell by jesse sounds like he, he just he's been drinking for two weeks and now it's but, the first day without alcohol no i i wish that's way more fun that's what i used to do i used to do that when i'd get sick and it was a bad idea yeah um, no because I, I found out um, we used to get drunk when you were sick. I used to get drunk when I was sick. But that just dehydrates you. Yeah, it wasn't smart. 
Yeah. So like when I when I would get like, is this the same time you you took up smoking to prove your willpower, only to end up smoking for fifteen years? Uh, no, that was as before a distinct that. proof of a lack of willpower. That's a true story, by the way. If you, <laughs> that's that's actually true. <laughs> I have been quit from nicotine for about six years now, so it worked. It took twenty years, but it works. <laughs> if any listeners think Jesse should take smoking back up, send us an email. Uh, yeah, that's 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 where I get all my advice from. Is <laughs> random we had, we had a lot listeners. of people reach out to us asking if we were okay because we hadn't posted an episode. Mm. Um, and one listener, oh, uh, I just I just wanted to finish my my quick my thing. I was oh, finish like, your yeah, thing. Yeah. So finish it, your no, thing. I was just saying I used to when I get like the flu, I'm like fuck it, I'm already got the flu, so I just drink for a week to kind of numb the pain, and then I'd always end up getting like a bacterial lung infection. And I, was, I never really tied the two together. <laughs> and, and so, like, I got to so just weaken, like I, weaken your body for it a week. It does. And apparently yeah. I read this, like, recently, like, this past week that, like, if you have a virus and your body is ill-equipped to deal with it, that it can actually open up doors for bacteria to come in and kind of play around. I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know why yeah. I thought of that. In conclusion. So, in conclusion, like, I had, like. Drink I, fluids, not vodka. Yeah. So, I didn't drink. I know it sounds like I drank. I didn't drink for the past two weeks. I for the first week I had a cold, and I just ate pizza and just I was on keto. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not doing this. I'm just having cereal and cookies and cake." And <laughs> and then and then I got like my throat just went crazy. I'm like, "Okay, fine. Lesson learned. Fucking lesson learned." So welcome to two middle aged men talk about their. I'm in uh, my thirties. I'm a middle aged. You I mean, it depends be. on when you die, yeah. really. Like. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, probably late <laughs> Middle Ages. Um, anyway, I, three important things. Firstly, yeah, yeah, comments. Um, ringtones. We oh. will. We are going. We are working on the ringtones. Oh yes, we will thank get you them for, out to everyone. Thank you, everyone who wrote us emails. Who I've got uh, a spreadsheet. Our, he's got a spreadsheet. Like yeah, a spreadsheet so with all in. Asked for them on. The live stream, although if we don't know who you are when you ask for it on the live stream, remind us. Just email yeah, us and yeah. remind us. Num- number two, uh, welcome new listeners. We had a lot of organic growth during the election. Oh, yeah. W- welcome welcome to the show. Sorry you, Do- you got into us and then we vanished. So our show, for new listeners, our show is not the way it, it sounded during the uh, election coverage, which is basically just insane depressed man that's me talks about how much he hates our current political system and reese tries to convince me to vote our show is normally just making fun of it's like yeah it's it's more of a comedic jest based so, so you're don't come here for education that's for damn no sure. no i mean you might learn something but you might want to cross-reference it with facts as soon as you say that we've got new listeners i get to work trying to get rid of them yeah yeah, yeah. well done well done <laughs> Thank um, you. and then there was a third thing i was going to say which i can't remember um, but one of our listeners did the Bigfoot marathon, sent us a picture of them posing with uh, a statue of Bigfoot and said, uh, I didn't see Jason Kenny anyway, which is a shame. How do we not have a T-shirt for that yet? Uh, um, we should work on it. We should work. We are working on it. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff to catch up on. T-shirts, yeah. um, other things that I can't remember. Loads, loads of stuff. One thing and other things I can't remember. That's how much we got on our plate. <laughs> so, um, so are you ready for a, a, a traditional style episode of Canadian politics is boring after over a month of uh, election coverage. Oh my god. So yeah, I was just going to say the election happened. I voted. I voted as I as I mentioned in the during the live stream. I voted liberal although I was debating between NDP and liberal. In the end I voted liberal and liberals won and I don't really care. And yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. I didn't Good. care before I voted. I don't care afterwards. I voted out of guilt and obligation and you as you had mentioned during one of our previous uh you know 
episodes that like the our system is broken. We both can agree on that. And the only way that the system is not going to be broken is by bringing in enough swing voters in the future that it can put the fear into uh, into. Uh, candidates for to doing the right thing. And that's not going to happen until we convince way and way, way more people to start voting. And it's really difficult to do that when the system is as broken as it currently fucking is. Well, so, do, do you know what, though? I, I screenshotted somebody put together a um, what would have happened based on the vote, on the percentage of vote, if there was the proportional representation system that... Um, when when like re- when Justin Trudeau that is again. so so Justin Trudeau was um, I think I know what it is. Twenty fifteen, his promise was it would be the last first past the post. I do so, remember him saying that. So essentially, yeah. if thirty percent vote conservative and then the rest of the votes are like twenty uh, percent liberal, fifteen percent NDP, and then broken up amongst the others, right? Winner takes all for the conservatives. <laughs> they win that seat. And all the other 70% of voters have no representation. But with proportional representation, they add up all of those votes for that didn't win the main candidacy and provide so everyone who votes, every party would get represented if they hit a certain amount of votes nationally. So and That's how it currently is. No, it's not. So you, if well, only, on. only one person can win every seat. What? So even though the liberals had... Um, they actually had a, they, the the conservatives won the popular vote in Canada, but because of how the first past the post system works, the Liberals won the most seats. But they actually worked it out, um, and this this chart is is interesting. So, out of six hundred and seventy six seats, you would in a proportional system, which doesn't exist, which is what people want, you'd have three hundred. You'd have to have three hundred thirty nine seats to win a majority. So if the election had been decided on the popular vote, the Conservatives would have had... A majority government. Uh, no, no, they wouldn't have. They would have had 234 seats. The Liberals would have had 229. The NDP would have had 125 seats. Uh, uh, Bloc Quebecois would have had 52. PPC would have had 33. The Green Party would have had two. And then somebody else uh, would have had one. Uh, MAV, I don't know what that is, um, which would mean the only people who could form a government would be the Libs, uh, the Liberals and the NDP teaming up together. That would be the only way for a government to be formed. I, okay. So there would be no majority. They would ha- all have to work together to get anything done. Hmm. So yeah, proportional like representation would force political parties to have to team up. Together. I'm falling asleep already, man. This is... Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, but but everyone complains about how the election is now. But I this episode is called "Elections Used to Be More Crap." Um, okay, because actually, all right. although um, although everyone complains about how this one happened, um, elections used to be insanely corrupt and chaotic. Used to be. Used Are we to talking be. about in Canada or in ca- everywhere else? Because Canada. everywhere else, it's still insane. In Canada, corrupt. used to be very different. I still would debate that it is very corrupt. Like, are we? Are big corporations allowed to? I forget what it's called, lobbying or whatever. We're basically just paying. I think it's called to, yobbying. Is a soft L. It's a soft L, right? Yobbying. Yobbying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they're still Obbian. allowed to do that, then that's straight up corruption. That's. I mean, no, it's, no, it's just it's, it's just, just legal corruption, but it's yeah, corruption. But not all lobby groups are uh, evil corporations. Some of them are nice corp- corporations, uh-huh. but some of them are charities. No. Or uh, collections of farmers, for instance. You know, lots of people lobby. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But most of them are. Look how convinced I am. But most Look of them are. Face. But most of them are just 
businesses with lots of money who want legislation and tax breaks that yeah. suit them. So anyway. Fucking hell. So did you know? <laughs> I didn't. Good. All right. End of episode. That's it. We're done. Thanks. <laughs> That's our show. Did you know? No, I don't. Okay. Bye. <laughs> um, uh, so, so when the British established the colonies in what is now Canada, they yes. did allow people to have elected assemblies, but they had no real power. And the governors that were appointed by the British government in London were really the people who were in power. It was a, it was a facade. It was just tokenism to let people go. Oh, yeah, I voted. Well done. The, what does the government? What does the governor want to do? Whatever the hell he wants. That's hilarious. Um, how then, did that? How did they get away with that? Because it was a colony. Essentially, they needed they needed London to send supplies and more people all the time. So they didn't really have a choice. But then, obviously, as Canada got more established and stole more land, um, uh, in it's true. in eighteen forty eight. Uh, Nova Scotia won responsible government for the first time. So a government, the first government elected in Canada was in Nova Scotia and the representatives had the most power for the first time ever. Where was this? Nova Scotia, where uh, we are right now. In right. 19, in 1848, not 1948. 1848, um, okay. And more of the colonies followed suit after that. They were like, hey, we want pow- real power like Nova Scotia to make decisions about our own lives and society. This this story better get really fucking oh, crazy about, about real to, soon it's about to guess okay. sexy crazy all right all right i was gonna say because um, you said it's gonna go back to the way our show normally is which is about like insane I'm gonna, I'm gonna start, stories i'm gonna start talking about corruption do you like corruption i mean it depends does, on does how, that get your motor running i mean watching donald trump for several years was great it was crazy yeah. entertainment if anything can you pour me some water into my microphone can i pour you can i pour into the glass by the microphone Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. There we go. So, a little AMS, ASMR. So, in, 19, <laughs> in 1793, in Kings County, Nova Scotia, um, uh, one of the people being elected, a city member, was, would get voters to vote for him by giving, um, by selling land to them for five pounds. Um, okay. So, you're selling cheap land to people and go, hey, I'll sell you land if you vote for me. It's, I mean, it's a, which is pretty corrupt. It's a, well, it's a good tactic. <laughs> uh, and a, a candidate in 1850 in St. John, New Brunswick, gained 250 votes by dividing a swamp fraudulently into 20, 250 separate plots of land. And a swamp? A swamp, yeah. So, um, and even the dead, um, apparently the Journal de Quebec reported in 1858 that votes had been cast in the names of the living and the dead of all nations. Oh, wow. Okay. That's um, funny. But basically, the reason they were selling land to people was, or giving land away, was you could only vote if you owned land at that stage. Oh, so you had to be a white male landowner to vote. Oh, interesting. So these elections were not representative, and uh, were also, uh, yeah. So if you sold, you had to be a white male and a landowner. Yeah. So hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this piece of swamp so you can vote for me, and that swamp's yours forever. Thanks. That's actually really clever. Yeah, I don't know how corrupt that is. I mean, right. if it's, it's, I mean, there's only so many eligible voters out there. Yeah, but right? also like, so you had to lo- own land. So imagine at that period, the only people that owned, owned land were rich people. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's if you wanted to get voted in, and your chances right, it's, are it's a smart way of playing the system. It's a smart play. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you've got plenty of land to give away, yeah, fucking a, or to take off other people and then give away. <laughs> As was the tradition of the time. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one election lasted six weeks. And so that's not the campaign. That was just the voting day lasted six weeks. Jesus. Uh, in one 
two men were declared for a single seat. And in Canada, uh, men were elected, uh, like two or three people would be elected to the same seat because they would argue. And they Why couldn't. would it take six weeks to count? Because it was the 1800s. And one person was counting ballots. The other person exactly. was counting the amount of times the everyone voters would, saw would, the color green. Like this Everyone is, was dying of scurvy. Right. That's so, more like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a count if they're still dead, but they're white and landowners. So, and the other thing as well was um, intim- voter intimidation was a real thing. So until... Oh, what? Un- yeah. Until 1874. We vo- got to do that in an episode of Manitoba Nights. Yeah. <laughs> voter intimidation. Well, yeah, we're... we're um, Biddlin Hardfather, Housefather, Hardfather, Biddlin Housefather go. Uh, Maybe that's what Housefather's dad is called, Hardfather. Hardfather, Hardfather's, and he's got a bad relationship with his dad because they that's have different one of the reasons why he's so violent with criminals. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, they can go and inter- intimidate people into voting. I think that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> this week's mission is to intimidate people to vote. Um, <laughs> So until 1874... Oh, dude, that's a little inside joke for any I'm trying new to, listeners. I, I've said until 1874 twice now, and then you've interrupted. I'm trying to get you to say it at least five times. At least five times. There you no, go. No, that, uh, that was like the, the worst dad joke ever. I got three kids. I'm I, like the triple dad. Yeah. Okay. Here Sorry, please continue. Oh, God. Uh, so, you know when you voted? Yeah. You went in, you ticked... glorious day. You ticked the box and you left. In a huff. Yeah. Stormed out of there. Before 18... Flipped a table on my way out. There you go. Punched a, a nice old lady counting ballots. Yep. Classic Jesse. Edna. Edna. <laughs> right in the throat. <laughs> that's, how, that's how elections used to be. So, <laughs> uh, so before 1874, all voters had to announce their vote publicly. And then punch an old lady in the throat? No, so, so you had to vote and then say out loud who you voted for. So everyone knew. So if you, if you were... If you were because Seriously? the chances are the landowner might have been your boss and you might think he's a dick. But if you voted against him, you would have to declare it for him to know. And could you get legally fired for voting? Oh, they were, this is like the eighteen. This is like the 19th century. They didn't give a shit. You could just lose your job. I suppose, yeah. So um, you had to vote for whoever was employing you. Well, hold on. How did you vote? Like, was it, it was on the a, same. Was you, it you still do on a, a ballot? Sometimes they, you just had to say it out loud. You go into a room and go, Dave! So just Dave, yeah. Um, and Canada, so there was okay. I was going to say because you could you could write it on a ballot, yeah, and then just tell your boss you voted for him. No, no, no. It was it was like publicly like declared and confirmed who you'd voted for out loud. Oh wow! That's... And they would hire gangs, and that, and that process took six weeks. <laughs> no, no, that was one instance. It took six weeks, but one uh, they would hire gangs of bullies to intimidate people into making sure they voted for a particular person. So if you had to declare out loudly, and there was a gang of bullies stood. They're waiting to give you like a an 18, 1800s wedgie. Then, I'm trying to picture this. So or a swirly like roving gang of political bullies. Yeah. Okay. They're they were they were hired not to not to get money out of people, not to extort to make them money, vote. To make them vote. And by voting, <laughs> we mean just stand there and say out loud a Dave. name. Yeah. And if you just yell a name out, we won't punch you in the face. A and roving. That was that's their job. That was we're their gonna, job. That. What was your job? I'm a freelance roving uh, voting bully. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, they had a great Instagram strategy for for marketing as well. Oh my god! Yeah, that's that's a, so like 
What if they were being pulled in two different directions, being paid by two different... Uh, I don't. I think, I think you're starting to inception the voting bullies. <laughs> it was very simple. Dave would pay them <clears throat> £50 to go and intimidate people to, to do it that way, and then... They would. Yeah, what if Hubert down the street paid them sixty dollars? Well, that was, that's what happened. Someone else would hire other bullies, and they'd fight. And it's also, like gangs in New York, but yeah, to vote. exactly, exactly. And then other times they were they were giving away free booze to get people to vote. So maybe Dave gave you a bunch of free booze, and then you Hubert. go to vote, and Hubert's bullies are there, and Dave's bullies are there, and you're drunk. And they're like, vote for us, vote for us. You're like, I don't know what's going on. And then everyone just starts fighting. <laughs> Is that what the, the, the head bully sounds like? No, yeah, the, the, I don't was, know what's going on. That was the drunken vote voter. Vote for me. Oh, that's the drunken <laughs> voter. Okay. voter. So this combination of gangs and drunkenness, drunkenness meant that violence at polling stations was commonplace. And at least 20 people died in 20 different election Jesus riots Christ. before 1865. No one knows how many were injured. So, wow. So, yeah. So voting was a bit different. I know you're complaining about it. No, you know, okay, look. <laughs> if, if voting was like that today, I'd be so excited. You just go down there wearing like a like a, a hockey helmet, just maybe like a, a some, some brass like knuckles. A, like a baseball bat with nails yeah, yeah. sticking out of it. Exactly. Right, and just wait for the roving gangs of drunken in, uh, bullies to come and convince me to just say out loud who I'm voting for right in front of them. And then off they go to the next person. Like, yeah. and this is, this sounds like an early failed version of the purge. Okay. Well, that's essentially hey, what. Hey, you. And this like team of 30 thugs comes up to me. Who are you voting for? I don't know. But who also, should I vote for? But, you should vote for Dave. I vote for Dave. Okay. And then off they go. And then the next drunken, who are you voting for? I'm voting for Steve Bob. You know, like that sounds hilarious. <laughs> Now it's time for a break where you'll be regaled with wonderful products like Snortable Mustard, Hair Mousse Suppositories, That's and right. all of the wonderful innovations brought to you by capitalism, a superior <laughs> system to communism. But don't forget that also these were white landowners. They were the only people going to vote. Yeah, and well, then, they can sound like uh, that. No, I know, but my point is, is that, so vote, essentially, Democrat, when you look at the history of Canada, you look at democratic elections, and you go, oh, they voted for Johnny McDonald. Oh, they voted for this person and this person. All you got is a bunch of people fighting and getting drunk, and they're only, like, a very small percentage of the population. So there was literally no democracy for everybody else. And then every four years, there'd be drunk fights somewhere in the city with bullies punching each other. Maybe some people would die. That was democracy. That's amazing. And everyone, meanwhile, everyone else had to go, oh, I guess this is just life. And I honestly, I kind of feel like we have an evolved version of that today. Yeah, it's, it's evolved. Uh, it's not it evolved still, it's version still, of that. It's slightly more, it's slightly closer to perfection. Instead of, roving, still gangs of <laughs> in, roving gangs of drunken bullies, we've got things like the fucking TikTok. Well, no, well, I was going to say like the, the debates. Which are pointless and ridiculous. It would be better. If, it would be better if there were gangs of bullies with them. I mean, and at come the on. end, at the end of the debate, be, they were like, "Amazing!" Now, now the fight begins. Oh my god! Can you imagine how many people would watch that? Uh, so Justin rips his top off. Aaron has just got a flick knife in his sock. That kind of stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Justin Singh like opens up his Justin coat. Singh. Justin Singh. No. I keep forgetting his Jug first Jugmeat. Jugmeat. It's just because he's got such a cool first name. I keep I forgetting know. it. Yeah, yeah. Jugmeat rips open his, his coat and throws like angry dogs out. <laughs> angry dogs under his coat. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a this is a quote. It's a description of an election brawl that broke out at a Montreal polling station in 1820. A what, sorry? Montreal polling station in 1820. And there was a, a, a riot broke out? Yeah, an election brawl, they oh, called it. Okay. Passions ran so high that a terrible fight broke out. Punches and every other offensive and defensive tactic were employed. In the blink of an eye, table legs were turned into swords and the rest into shields. The faces of many and the bodies of nearly all attested to the doggedness of the fighting. It was uh, election night. That's amazing. This is 1820? That was 1820, yeah. How long was this system of voting going had had this been going on for so, until so, hold on until some genius kind of it dawned on them to like why don't we just get them to write their vote down secretly well uh, I, think, I think i think it was done somebody in the uk did it and then, hey who did you vote for well none of your business you'll find out soon <laughs> i think know, some, like, somebody in the uk did it and then somebody in belgium did it and it was introduced so in 1870 like this, honestly like like a room full of high IQ geniuses yeah, to yeah. figure that out. So, so how do we stop the drunken brawls when people are screaming who they're voting for at the top of their lungs? Jeez, that so just, seems just, like an impossible question to answer. But just remember, Johnny <laughs> McDonald won his elections with that system. It was, he, he did win again afterwards, but in 1874, he lost to somebody, to the Liberals, standing on the candidacy of um, let's do secret ballots so that nobody, you don't have to declare who you voted for. Hmm. So, like the the ultimate drunken prime minister, uh, he did. He really was. He he was winning through those drunken. Well, he was roles. charismatic, right? He knew how to have a party and like like in the moment you he knew how to have a party. <laughs> well, yeah, he just I, knew how to get everyone hammered. He did. And he, election night was let's get everyone as drunk as I can be, and then convince them to yeah, vote for me exactly. Yeah. yeah. In 1874, Canada introduced the secret ballot, so now people voted privately. It made it harder to intimidate voters or buy their vote, because you never knew who they voted for. Uh, so uh, British Columbia did it first, and then Ontario, uh, followed by Quebec there's, and there's Nova Scotia. There's no way there wasn't corruption involved in that. There's no bloody way that they didn't collect a huge amount of secret ballots and then just declared who they wanted well, the winner to be anyway. Well, Prince Edward Island didn't introduce it until 1913. Oh, wow. They so did they still had drunken brawls in the early 1900s? Oh, no, they introduced her in 1877 and then changed their mind in 1879, and then it was not adopted permanently until 1913. So they were still having the the drunken roving gangs as uh, influence. I don't know if, they, if they're the drunken roving gangs, but they still have to say who I mean, they, it's PEI, so yeah. it's so, kind of like a long-standing tradition with them. <laughs> so women and indigenous people were completely... We love you, PEI. We do. And your potatoes. And your red sand. Like being on Mars, but in a good way. <laughs> uh, women and indigenous people were almost completely excluded from voting, and few, very few minorities were represented. Initially, Roman Catholics were also banned from voting, um, and and most uh, restrictions on Catholics were removed by the 1830s. Enslaved people were similarly banned from voting until 1834, when it was abolished. Um, Hold so, on, which was abolished, allowing slaves to vote or slavery? Uh, slavery was abolished. And okay, because if, they could it's vote. because if slaves, if it was just abolishing the fact that slaves couldn't vote, I'm guessing I'd know what they'd vote for <laughs> pretty quickly. Who? 
anyone who said that slavery was going to be abolished. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to like say a name of somebody or a party, and I was like, oh, go on. I'm not that educated. Okay. God, I get all my Just, political shit from you. They would vote now. for people who didn't like slavery. That was <laughs> that was your conclusion. <laughs> Do you know? I bet I know who they wouldn't vote for. People who wanted slavery. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Who says you didn't learn anything on this podcast? <laughs> Me. <laughs> uh, so in many places, the law also blocked uh, people. God, um, I'm tired. Uh, so in many places, the 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 law also blocked poor people from voting because you had to own a certain amount of land or property. Right. We um, going full circle to the beginning of the episode. Yeah. So so basically, if you were a woman, if you're Roman Catholic, if you were black, indigenous, or just didn't have much money. You weren't included in democracy. And that changed in the 1870s, so labor activists uh, ended the property requirements to vote in. Um, so as as pop, the population grew, more people got to vote, more people got, were included in voting. Um, and because it became so expensive to buy people's votes, so bribing people, like, here's loads of alcohol, vote for me, mm. it became less popular as the population grew. They were like, oh, fuck it, I can't afford, can't afford that. That's funny. Um, so... Uh, So uh, when when the property so you know I said only a small percentage could vote um when the property laws were in it was only 20% in British Columbia it was as low as 11% what what was um 20 only 20% of Canadians were landowners who could vote oh i see um so property requirements were eliminated completely in 1920 but in so some, why property owners only why did that rule because they were like, you are, if you own land, then you own part of this country, so you get to vote. It was just to stop people they didn't want voting, voting, like poor right. people. Yeah, okay. Because they're going to vote for people who want to tax rich people. Right. Yeah. So it was like, oh, yeah, we're not going to give power away. Those assholes. So, again, though, coming back to Prince Edward Island, we love you and your red sand and your potatoes, <laughs> but they didn't get rid of... I think that's their official slogan. Yeah, but they kept the property requirement for elections until 1964. They What? They kept the requirement of, of property. You had to be a property owner to vote in Prince Edward Island no. as late as 1964. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Um, PEI, man. In What's fact, in PEI, if you owned enough property in two or more electoral district, uh, districts, you got to vote more than once. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really? Yes. So the more property you own, the more votes you get? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Up till 1964? Up till 1964. That's fucking nuts. Holy shit. So, <clears throat> a lot of people are unhappy with this election, but my argument is uh, we're, on a, this is, we're on a journey. And yeah. we've come, a lot of people have shed a lot of blood on this journey, and we're all closer to a better end point just by the fact that there are no closer. longer bullies waiting for you in the voting, yeah, in the voting booth. I, I think we're, we're, it's like a pressure pot right waiting to explode. We're, we're so much closer to a purge happening. It's <laughs> like you have no idea, man. <laughs> Jesse wants an old school election. The fact that the fact that um, the popular vote was won by the conservatives for the second election in a row is terrifying. But as other people pointed out, that that's the right. The right consists of uh, the conservatives and a tiny portion of the PPC. The left, the center and left is everybody else. 
Yeah. And we've divided ourselves. We fight amongst ourselves so much and so often that we just keep dividing and dividing and well, dividing and dividing the left. If it was like the states where it's a two system party, which is broken, by the way, and I don't recommend it. OK. But if it were like that, the conservatives would never win. Even No, with no, the popular it's, vote. it's pretty much 40 percent conservative, 60 percent everything else. That tends to be other broke. If you if you ignore party lines and look at right. like oh this sound and the, the, you, just the, the fact did, that we do you know how many people voted PPC? Uh, more than should have eight hundred thousand Canadians voted for semen retention. Jesus and, Christ, and uh, uh, those kind of candidates. Well, I think I think it's I think what's happening, and and not just with the PPC voting, but with with every voting is like, you know, we. They advertise very specific things to very specific groups of people who they know are looking for something, right? Yeah. Like they're, we're going to advertise our campaign, whoever it is, not just the PPC. We're going to advertise our campaign in uh, downtown Edmonton, and we're going to to really push hard the fact that you know we're gonna we're gonna increase jobs for oil business, big oil, you know, in downtown Edmonton. And we know that that is a you know something that people are looking for in downtown. I'm just making this up. I, obviously, I have no idea what the fuck people are looking for in downtown Edmonton. But we know that that's what Probably they want. A, a nice Boston pizza, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we know that that's that's a thing that they want. So our entire campaign in that location yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. be that. But we are not going to tell them all the horrible things like, oh, by the way, we're really racist. You know, like so. Yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah exactly. I think I'm guessing they campaign most, on a single issue. Yeah, so like I think I'm guessing people are voting like kind of like offhand. But like, oh I, yeah, I, think, I gotta I think, vote. Oh, whom? Oh right, I heard they were going to do that thing, not knowing all the other horrible things they're going to do. They're just they're just kind of like okay yeah I guess I'll do I'll vote for them you know essentially though you've got a you got somebody who is a very mainstream conservative leadership candidate in Maxime Bernier has united all of these far right and kind of fringe factions mm. so what you've got is all those votes would have broken down in ten thousand for this one a hundred thousand for that one he's unified it, like a lot of fringe people who never had a home um, and people who are more hard right than who don't like. A lot of people think the Conservative Party in Canada is too moderate now, and they, so they wanted a, a more hard-right conservative stance. My, my friend actually hopes, I think I mentioned this before, my friend actually hopes that the PPC grows in popularity. Not so much that they could become as big as the Conservative Party, but grows enough to the point where it is essentially splitting the right. I had the same thought 10 years ago with the UK Independence Party. I thought it would break the right up in the UK so the Conservative Party in the UK would lose votes to the, to UKIP and it would um, mean that uh, Labour could win hmm. or, um, you know, some kind of Labour, Liberal Democrat coalition. I'm guessing it didn't but work it didn't, out. But what happened was it morphed the Conservative Party into something that now today resembles UKIP. So it just made a large mainstream party disfigured um, and they were so scared of losing that that call Hold vote. On, say this again. What happened? They were so. I'm afraid I'm actually learning something. So UKIP was like hard right, leave the EU, anti-immigration, all these things, and the Conservative Party was kind of like centre right. They were like David Cameron, the Prime Minister, described UKIP as uh, fruitcakes and loonies. But eventually, <laughs> what happened was. The Conservative Party was that was they're the, so kind over there. The, even even there, even when they're bullying other political parties, they <laughs> call them posh. like they call them cartoon names. I know, like, yeah, exactly. Cakes and what a, what a buffoon! Yeah. <laughs> um, and and what happened was that party actually just warped 
that that kind of that <coughs> mainstream party. party was the, the conservative party that was kind of center right and mainstream mm. um was so terrified of losing the core right vote they they became disfigured by ukip making ukip not need to exist anymore because the conservative party actually ended up resembling it so much they had like they dragged them, dragged them further right i don't understand because because they assumed they was had that core vote safe and when this new party that was further right to them came, they then moved from the center there to make sure they shored up that vote. Kind of like a big business uh, buying small businesses around them to get rid of competition sort of thing. Yeah, pretty much. So if, if you're looking in, if so, the DPC is like, hey, we're going to give more oil jobs and be more racist. And everyone's like, yeah, more oil jobs. Exactly. And then like the, the conservative government's like, oh, shit, they're getting popular. We should start. We should also start saying that we believe in exactly. what the PPC believes in to get those voters to vote for us. Exactly. So, uh, so what happens is it just makes the conservative government literally more dangerous. Yeah, because because in five years' time, if the PPC is growing, they need to shore up their further right votes. So they will need to adopt that, and they'll move further from the centre. I'm not saying it'll happen here. That's what happened in the UK because I had the exact, I, mean, it, I had, yeah, the, exa- I had the exact else. same thought process. Oh shit! No, that um, makes a lot so of what sense. it can actually do is morph that party into something else. And if you don't have a proportional representation system, and you do have a first past the post system where minority parties can get, win a majority government, hmm. which happens in Canada and has happened in the UK, then you end up with um, essentially in the UK you've ended up with a a more far right conservative government in power. Because they've consolidated the right, essentially. Jesus. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. So I don't want to scare you. I don't want to destroy all your hope. But I've I seen. Mean, normally, this I've show been is, here and I've seen this. So. Yeah, this this show is normally about re- sharing with in, insane stories like Camp Twenty, or the, the <laughs> you know, and and now it's it's gotten really. Ever since the election happened, it's gotten dark. It is dark and depressing and trying to scare me. And he doesn't have to work hard to scare me. Let me tell you, just just the shit that I see <laughs> on our I, own country. You should have been here earlier when I when I found the dead mouse. All right, yeah, tell me the story. I found a dead mouse. That's pretty much it. It's a great story. My room was smelling my edit room. And I was like, why does my edit room smell? And then I was like, it smells like... So in my old office in Wales, we were by a river and there were a lot of rats. And my dog dog used to catch them. But um, there was a a brown stain on the ceiling that kept growing and Mm. and it smelt. And we were like, what is that? And we cut a hole in the ceiling to check it out. It was just a decomposing rat. That's disgusting. So when I was in the room, I was like, this smells like some kind of festering rodent. And it was. It was a mouse. It died. Yay! So, so at the end, that was my story. You need an office cat, man. I got. I brought my dog in, Rosie. Did that help? No, she. She's she, no. She she's just a, wants. She's to, a cute. She's, she just wants to be everyone's friend. Golden retriever puppy, man. Yeah, she's like a Disney dog. Everyone she, is her friend. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a, that was an interesting. So um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm low energy. Like I said, I can't really talk very energetically, em- emphatically, because my throat still hurts. You haven't peaked once. It's great. <laughs> Um, I, so it's, as Reese mentioned, mentioned to me, we, we seem to have, uh, my character on the show has evolved from someone who doesn't care, uh, and doesn't vote about, doesn't vote in, uh, in elections in Canada because he doesn't care and has evolved into, I don't know if evolved is the right word, but the, the, uh, the layers like po- of the, like a Pokemon, the layers have been peeled back to reveal that, uh, I do vote. I just don't care about voting. And the reason I don't care about voting is, um, not because I don't give a shit, but because the system is quite clearly broken on so many levels. And I don't think, uh, 
what we do matters in the end. I think they're just going to do whatever the fuck they feel like. Like when when Trudeau during this election, uh, Trudeau, who I voted for, I mean, I voted for his party. I didn't vote for Trudeau directly because you can't. Um, but like he promised, like yeah, we're going to plant two million trees if you vote me in. Do you know what he promised years ago when he was running to get voted in? To plant we're five gonna, million trees. Gonna, or was it five million? I don't two, know. Yeah, it was we're going to vote two million. We're going to plant two million trees. He he said the exact same fucking thing, which I heard, I read somewhere by the way during the first time he said that that that's the amount of trees that are planted every year in canada anyway like most of the they, well, have, I mean, the, that's, they that's, have to plant is such an insane yeah, yeah, yeah. amount of trees because a lot of them die and two million during the year is like that's kind of average so they're just like what can we do that sounds good uh, i don't know do we let's just say we plant two million trees and then they didn't fucking do it anyway like just <laughs> Anyway, these are the people I voted for. This is how much. This is how excited I am to also, be part of this fucking system. The, the the day for truth and reconciliation that he just he just gave up. I think he's given up. Oh, by the way, the day of truth and reconciliation yeah. fell on a holiday that was trying to make a headway, and I was I had it in my calendar, and I was excited to to do something with you. About it, International Podcast Day. International Podcast Day, you know yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, then, yeah. but, but you then, can't. I've got a podcast business, but you can't go on the day of truth and reconciliation. I know. And go, Happy Podcast Day. Right, I know, right? So it's that's incredibly, incredibly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so we, instead, I was like, ah, that's an unfortunate timing. Yeah, that's I think just, in Canada, International Podcast Day has Podcast Day has to be a different day. We could have our own Canadian pod, like instead of like fuck I mean. the world, it's Canadian, not international podcast, it's yeah. Canadian podcast international day. Canadian podcast day. That doesn't make any sense grammatically. <laughs> <laughs> right, of all the Canada's of the world. <laughs> exactly. There's one here and there's one in Epcot. Uh so before we go, I was at a party. Um No, you weren't. I was. It was a it was a it was a gathering. It was a gathering. I don't want to say like it was a massive thousand people party or anything. It was a backyard gathering a couple weeks back. And I was like, ah, I'm not used to socializing. And like everyone here is double vaccine. I was just like, I don't know how to talk to people because I haven't really talked to people in two years because of the pandemic. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to socialize. And uh, talk, I talked to this guy and he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I've, I've got a podcast. And he's like, what's the name of it? And I was like, it's called Canadian Politics is Boring. And he freaked out and he must have hugged me like seven times because he listens to two podcasts and we are one of them. Is he, Joe Rogan the other one? I <laughs> God, I hope so. And what he, a juxtaposition! And like, so like, how he freaked out because like he, how cool is that? How and and he wanted to. He was twenty three years old and a conservative, and we had a really interesting talk about how labels are kind of killing everybody. Like, what yeah. if I what if I agree with uh, a platform from the conservatives and um, part of the platform from the liberals and part of the platform, the MDP, what does that make me, you know, do I have to have a label in yeah. order to move forward? Like, and we both were talking, but like how interesting it would be to hear the, the perspective of a young conservative. I forget the guy's name. Maybe it's Corey. Honestly, I, I'm dude. I'm so, so sorry. I know you listen. You met me at the party, man. And I gave you the email address and you showed me that you sent well, me the email and it didn't come through. So we were like, there thanks, was a thanks. lot of alcohol involved, yeah. at least on your end. Thanks so. for listening to the show. Maybe Corey. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think it was. It might have been. I don't fucking yeah. know. I, Mystery forget, barbecue. I forget. Friend. Email us. Canadian politics is boring at gmail.com. Say hi. You know who I am. We talked to the party. You hugged me like seven times. We'd love to hear your perspective. <laughs> anyway, just I wanted yeah. to shout that out because that was a cool. Yeah. How cool is that? That's just to be cool. recognized by someone is awesome. Right. So. Yeah. That was amazing. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and Call uh, to action. Call to action is don't go to Instagram. <laughs> go to Instagram. <laughs> what? Sorry. Don't go to Instagram. Go to Instagram. Don't go go to Instagram. Just look it up on your phone. It's not a place or something. <laughs> oh, you're really reaching. Okay, I know. That's, yeah. that's great. Actually, yeah. I, I do want to talk about. I want to plug. I want to plug something. Yeah, okay. So I just worked on an amazing new podcast called "Somebody Must Say These Things," which is about uh, domestic violence in rural Canada. Oh, and uh, it's dark. The, it's uh, I'm not on there because I don't have. I don't think it is, my opinion's valid uh, on on this topic, but I did help produce it. Um, and all of the voices are women who were either victims of or are working in supporting people who are victims of domestic violence. And it's called Somebody Must Say These Things, and it is on uh, all the podcast platforms if you search for it. I'll also post it on our Instagram. Somebody Must Say These Things. Somebody Must Say These Things. Wow, like what an amazingly important podcast idea. Not um, like this one. Not, what? Not like our podcast. You said it's amazingly important. Not like ours. Yeah, yeah not like ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, um, and as as a man, uh, because like eighty percent of domestic violence is against women. As a man who is, or, and a, even when I was a kid, was never affected by these issues. It is crazy when you hear the stuff that happens uh, in and in like, and it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It affects women of all socioeconomic backgrounds they might look wealthy and well-to-do they can still be victims trapped in their own homes so it, it just blew my mind this whole other world that exists around us that like we're statistically privileged to never experience so yeah way to bring the energy in the room down man. i just wanted to Jesus. share it's important it's, a, <laughs> it's very important it's very no, important so yes, no. so somebody must say these things Fight, listen to the show okay um i will is uh, there's a trigger warning at the start though some of the stories are pretty dark and but it's all real, so. I got nothing, man. That's, yeah. that's depressing. Yeah. And uh, important. And depressing, so, yet important. Yeah. So if you, like have, everything too much, that's if you have too much fun on our show, and you're just like, oh, God, I just, I feel too good right now about myself and my privilege and my place in this world, I need to be taking a peg down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, and it would also educate. It's good. It doesn't hurt to learn something. <laughs> Also, <laughs> another uh, the other the other science show I do, which I do the I do the voiceover for. I don't this know. Just, I, I don't know anything about Bruce science. Just bragging about shit he does. Uh, a, we did an episode. You, pro- you produced the other podcast, didn't you? I did. I produced the other podcast, yeah. but I'm the host of Beyond Research, the science show we do research Nova Scotia, and I try upcycled food live on air. If you want to listen to me trying some upcycled, I kind food. of do actually. Um, yeah. So, a, so the, okay. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. Yeah. So you can sandwich them. So you just listen to this this episode. Thank you for listening. You can get, then go and listen to a very sobering, important podcast called Somebody Must Say These Things. Somebody Must Say These Things. And then after you have learned, um, educated yourself and gotten quite depressed, then you can go back and listen to a third episode, a third podcast called Beyond Research. Beyond Research. Where, where I, to- Reese, a Welsh person, I'm the voice of Canadian science. To confuse everyone. There you go. There's your day. There we go. Bye. Mapped it out for you.
Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, back don't and don't listening. go to work. Just lay in bed and just listen like, to those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank, thanks so much for, for coming back and sticking us in your ear holes, all snug and warm and squishy, right in there, just the way you like it. Um, I hope you like my sexy uh, throat. Uh, her I hope throat you like voice. my sexy throat. My sexy throat <laughs> makes my makes my voice sound sexy. Yeah, you should put uh, that on your Tinder profile. I, I have you, a sexy I throat. Have a sexy throat. <laughs> <laughs> I literally can't uh, speak. I can't. I can't speak loudly, or else my 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 throat hurts. Yay! Says the rest of the world. Uh, okay. <laughs> right, bye. Bye. <laughs>